host, Aaron Rittmaster. Welcome to the Man Cave, where we're recording the Diz Dads podcast, episode number 13, Christmas in Walt Disney World. With me tonight are Jason Gilbert, also known as Jason4024 on the boards. Good evening, everyone. Steve Bratton, known as Bratosa on the boards. Hey, gang. Mark Pratt, Pratt Pack on the boards. Evening, everybody. Matt Birchfield, 10 Dead Fish on the boards. Hey, howdy, hey. And Matthew Wren, FTG Riot on the boards. Good evening, y'all. All All right. Well, welcome, guys. Um, You know, tonight's topic, Christmas in Walt Disney World, um, this is really going to be your show because uh, it's not one that I can share much about. I haven't had the opportunity to visit Walt Disney World during the Christmas holidays. And, uh, you know, we're a Jewish family here, so it hasn't been a priority for us. But uh, I'm interested to hear about what's going on in, in Walt Disney World during the Christmas season. And uh, the first question I have, as somebody who hasn't experienced it, is, you know, when does the Christmas season get underway at Walt Disney World? Because uh, we have considered going in early December. Uh, My son's birthday is at the beginning of December, and, you know, he would like a birthday trip just like his sister got. Um, So how early does the Christmas festivities uh, get, get rolling? I actually uh, went over Thanksgiving week uh, several years ago, and uh, the park was completely decorated. There was Christmas trees up and about, and uh, that's when I actually saw the uh, the Osborne family lights for the first time. So that they get started quite early. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, Mickey's Mickey's Very Merry starts this year, uh, November eighth, I believe. Wow. Okay. That's correct. So two full months, pretty much, of uh, holiday festivity at Walt Disney World, and. I guess there are a number of major events, and, and I want to focus on each one of them as we kind of work our way around the world. So why don't we start in the Magic Kingdom with uh, perhaps the best known of the uh, celebrations, uh, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Uh, who here on the panel has attended an MVMCP? We went last year. Okay, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Mark? Uh, well, it's it's actually pretty cool because it's... They have a you know the whole special parades and the the fireworks. They have the holiday wishes fireworks, um, and that's one of the few times um, out of the year that they'll do the perimeter fireworks as well. Um, the other time is when they do the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Um, they make it snow on Main Street, which is really cool. Um, you know, special visit from Santa Claus, the whole bit. Um, so yeah, it's it's a pretty cool party. Anybody else have uh, uh, things about the the Christmas party they'd like to share? Things about what goes on? I do. Um, We actually were there the same time as Mark last year. And the one thing we liked was the character experiences, um, meeting the princesses with their princes, uh, Mickey and Minnie together at the judge's tent. Uh, A lot of the characters, too, um, you don't normally see. The one that my kids loved was... Um, Abu from Aladdin, the monkey. He was meeting with the meeting with Genie back where Aladdin and Jasmine normally are. So um, there's some special character meet and greets. Um, Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what's special about the holiday parade that makes it different from what a, a Main Street Electrical Parade or a, a Spectrum Magic would be like? Well, they have the. Um... It's called the Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Parade, 
And like I said, it's it's got Santa Claus in it, and it's got all the prince and princesses, and um, the outfits, of course, are all different, and you know, they're the holiday the holiday costumes that they have. Um, so, it, and it's you know, it's just a really a pretty very cool parade. And what's the what's the music for that parade? Is it the same same type of music, or is it Christmas music, or it it's all Christmas themed? Okay, all Christmas music. And what about the the fireworks show? I understand the show is probably a little similar to to the Hallow Wishes show with the perimeter fireworks, um, but obviously the music's got to be different than than Hallow Wishes. Yeah, the music they change the music up and make it you know more more festive, more holiday um, ish, and they start off the the fireworks with the lighting of the castle, which they cover the castle. You know, they make it look like it's covered with icicles, which is really really neat. Um, and basically, like I said, they they dim all the lights in the park, and the castle comes up. They do it piece by piece, you know, so it starts glimmering, and it's really just a, a very neat transformation of the castle. Okay, so we've got um, fireworks parade characters. Is there any special food that they do as part of the the Christmas party? The cookies. The cookies, man. <laughs> you got to have the cookies. Like how the uh, that Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween has the candy stations. They actually have cookies and cocoa in different stations throughout the park. And everywhere. I'll tell you what, yeah. Everywhere. And when we went, when Jason and I were there, I'm telling you, we used those the, that cocoa because it was cold. Oh, yes, I it was. That. Oh, it was it was freezing, and we're from here. Here's a marks from Colorado. I'm from Pennsylvania, and we're in Florida, and we're in sweatshirts. <laughs> and jackets and long pants and scarves. It was, it was unbearable for oh. for a while. Sorry about oh, yeah. that. You thought you'd left all that behind. I thought that, that too. I took my family down in, in 03. Uh, we went down there. We were there for the Christmas time um, festivities and things like that. And, and we ended up having to go shopping for basically a whole new wardrobe for the whole time because we didn't expect it to be as cold as it actually was. But the hot cocoa was awesome and the cookies were fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was nice because when we got on the plane, it was snowing in in Philadelphia. So my kids had their hooded sweatshirts and they had their not full ski jackets on, but they had heavier coats that we had with us and we were prepared. But it was it was definitely definitely chilly there. This well, year. we wore we wore our stuff to the airport, but we actually handed off our our hoodies and our our coats to the person who drove us to the airport. Uh, that's that trip so that because we didn't think we'd need them so we, we stretched the cold here in michigan i'm from michigan um and uh headed down to florida thinking we'd be fun in the sun it was still fun <laughs> and, well, and the whole animal kingdom's 10 degrees warmer no it's not not all the time <laughs> i think that requires you know sun and heat um so that that was very merry Mickey's very merry Christmas. Now it's a hard ticket event, so you're paying extra for it. Um, uh, it sounds like we've got uh, what three guys here on the panel who have been at at some point to the the party: uh, Matthew, Jason, and Mark. Uh, would you consider having attended the party, uh, you know, to have been good value for you know what you paid to attend? I do. Uh, it was nice that we used. We didn't have to use an extra park day to, to kind of park hop that the day we went. We did 
Hollywood Studios the morning and then had the extra park ticket. Nice thing for us, us was my in-laws bought the tickets for us as my wife's birthday present because we were there over her birthday. So, yeah, it was definitely valued to me because I didn't pay for the tickets. <laughs> Free is always good. How about you, Mark? What's your sense of the value of the, the Christmas party? I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it was worth the money. You know, the crowds, um, and, and I'm not sure if it was because it was a hard-ticketed event, plus of the weather, um, but most of the rides are actually walk-on. Um, so that made it, you know, kind of that, that made it worth it alone is is the crowd levels. And, yeah, I think that the parade and and the fireworks, I think it was well worth it. It was, it was a really neat event, and my kids had a blast. And Matthew, um, you, it was a bit, it's been a bit longer since you were there, but as you recall, did you feel like you'd gotten your money's worth from it? Oh, I would absolutely agree with, with what Mark and Jason was saying, especially with the, the walk-ons on the rides. You know, I, I remember you know, not having to wait all that long uh, to get onto what we wanted to go on to. Of course, my son at that point in time was only 18 months, so most of the stuff we were going on was uh, Small World and Pooh and all the, those type of rides that entertained him more than the rides that I would have probably preferred, but still it, it's an atmosphere type thing, you know, and, and you're paying a little extra to have the atmosphere, but you know, Disney always does it up good. Okay. Does anybody have anything they want to add about the uh, Mickey's very Merry Christmas party before we move on? Well, you know, Aaron, they, they also have the, um, the, the dance parties as well. My daughter, okay. my, my conscience, my daughter was just whispering in my ear that <laughs> she was really enjoyed watching Stitch shake his booty. Sure. Well, and that, I think that that's part of the unique character experiences because I think that's true for Halloween as well, where, you know, the, it, you get both ends of it. On the one hand, you get to see a lot of characters you don't normally see at all in the parks. And then the other piece of that, too, is that you get a different kind of interaction with the characters in the, the not just the meet and greets that are pretty standard, but, but the dance parties with characters that normally, you know, you might just kind of smile with for a photo and uh, they're in a completely different atmosphere at the dance parties. Yeah, we did the, um, the Halloween, or the, at the Christmas party, we did the dance party with What Are You, Bullseye, and Jesse, I believe it was. And let me tell you, Bullseye does a mean hoedown throwdown. <laughs> he was flying through that thing and that's impressive with four legs it was all right well um if that wraps up the the christmas party conversation i'm gonna take a, a step back for just a minute and take a minute to get to know one of our Diz Dads on the panel today as uh, Matt Birchfield steps into the hot seat for 10 questions you ready for it Matt Sure, let's go. All right. So our first question, where do you live and what do you do for a living? I live in Currituck, North Carolina, just about 30 miles north of uh, Kill Devil Hills. And uh, I work as a uh, government contractor for uh, the Norfolk uh, Naval Base. Okay. Describe your family for us. Okay, uh, I've been married almost 20 years. Uh, I've got a wonderful wife, Shalina, and uh, she is a big D Disney freak, just about as much as I am. And two wonderful little girls, uh, Ashley, who's 12, and Abigail, who's 5, and uh, they're both big Disney nuts as well. So, there you go. Excellent. 
And what's your favorite off-the-beaten-path location in Walt Disney World? Probably all the little pads around the Port Orleans Riverside Resorts. You can just walk around there and you, you see the, the buggies, uh, the horse-drawn buggies pulling people around and just the boats and everything. Just It's so relaxing that it's just wonderful. What is your least favorite place at Walt Disney World? It's a small world after <laughs> all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, get, I ride that ride, and I do it for my daughters, but I just hear that playing through my head the rest of the day, and I'm just like, I've got to hear something else, please. Well, thanks, because now I'll have it in my head the rest of the night. <laughs> uh, who is your favorite animated Disney character? Uh, I will have to go with the obscure Chernabog from Fantasia, uh, mainly because I just, I love the, uh, A Night on Ball Mountain. Yeah, he goes for the big bad. Yeah. So what sound or noise do you love? Kids laughing. Uh, you, when you see the kids coming to the park for the first time, and they're just this huge bundle of joy. I mean, that's magic right there, man. What sound or noise do you hate? Hmm. I would have to say people that just like, you know, we brought you here, going to have fun. You know, no, you can't have ice cream. It's just like, dude, you're on vacation. Chill out. What career other than your own would you like to attempt? I would like to be a, a professional photographer. I think that would be pretty interesting. Uh, I'm an amateur now. I've been doing it a couple of years, and I think it would be something I could enjoy doing full-time. Excellent. Now, the flip side to that, what job would you absolutely not want to do? Preschool teacher. <laughs> My wife is a preschool teacher, so I see what she has to go through every day, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, you're so blessed because I couldn't do it. And then finally, if you could be a Disney cast member for one year, and only one year, what job would you want to do as a cast member? The Haunted Mansion. I would like to be one of the greeters at the Haunted Mansion. Excellent. All right. Well, Matt, you survived the hot seat. You can step Ooh. down. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. So, gentlemen, back to uh, celebrating the Christmas holidays in Walt Disney World. And let's kind of move our way around from the Magic Kingdom over to uh, over to Epcot. And there are a couple of events that go on at Epcot during this, the season. And, and we've got uh, the Candlelight Processional, which is sort of the signature event. And then there's also, uh, maybe somewhat less well-known, Christmas Around the World going on all throughout World Showcase. Um, if you just want to see the Candlelight Processional, which Mark is going to describe here in a second, you can see that with with no extra charge. You just, you know, your regular park ticket would get you access to that. You don't get a seat. Um, if you want a seat, it's sold as a, a dinner package, and so there's a variety, there's a sort of a range of cost depending on what dinner you choose to attend uh, prior to the Candlelight Processional show. 
Exactly. Yeah, to ensure that you have a seat, you, you have to do the candlelight dinner package. Okay. Um, but you can stand and watch it from the back. And it's like I said, it's beautiful. They have like a, you know, they have a 50 piece orchestra and a huge choir. And, and then they have uh, a, you know, a well known, a star, if you will, um, do the narration for it. And like I said, they already have a, a partial list this year with you know, like Michael W. Smith and Whoopi Goldberg is going to be back again. Isabella Rosalini, um, she'll be there. The one that we were really kind of debating whether to go back to was Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> we're, we're kind of a, you know, Howie Much Your Mother fans. So um, that that was kind of funny that he's going to be there. Um, but like they have, you know, most of the of the restaurants, the bigger restaurants there at, at Epcot um, participate in it. You know, Beer Garden, Coral Reef does it, Garden Grill does it. Um, we were going to do the the tip on a do um, last year, but Rosen Crown, um, Tutu Italia, um, Vienna Poli, those all those guys do it, and it includes the dinner package includes if you want to do it that way the appetizer, the entree, um, your dessert, drink, and the show, um, and a, you know they actually have a prearranged uh, fireworks viewing area I guess so is what they say as well. So okay. it's a pretty big event. And kind of describe the show. It's a, it's a choir singing Christmas music and the narrator, and what's the narrator narrating? Narrator's um, narrating the, the Christmas story, okay. basically, you know, how Christmas came about. And then it's followed by the, the illuminations? Yes, at night, yeah. They do an illuminations after that. Um, so, yeah, after that you have the fireworks. Okay, and so there's a, it's a pretty full night, and it's it gets very packed on those nights that they do that. So, if you don't want to be in a packed house, this is definitely not the night for you. <laughs> now, one other thing too is that, as I understand it, there's some uh, unique aspects to illuminations as well, correct? Uh, yeah, they change it up a little bit as well for the holidays. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty neat. Okay, so there's an extra holiday tag at the end of Illuminations as well. Um, and so that's the, the candlelight processional piece, and and that's the one that, you know, a lot of our panel hadn't attended because we've got smaller children, and it's a little difficult, you know, it's a show. <laughs> and it's not a short show. It's a, a nice evening of entertainment, but probably not so much for the, the youngest ones. So um, for them, though, a, a, a better opportunity is probably the other event that's going on in World Showcase at the same time, which is uh, Christmas Around the World. So who, is, yes. is there anybody here on the panel who'd like to talk uh, about what these these Christmas Around the World experiences in World Showcase are about? I, I could do that for you, Aaron. Okay, thanks, Jason. Uh, when we were there in December, first one, I don't remember which the, the first one we saw was, but my kids wanted to make it a point to see every one of them, which was not an easy task, but it made me feel really good that I'm raising good kids because they wanted to see every country. They wanted to see the traditions. They wanted to see how it was. And my kids are only four and seven. And when they wanted to see those things, it, it felt me, made me feel good, like that I'm doing the right thing with them, that they they're interested in and going to Epcot for the right reasons. They want to learn the history. They want to learn the, the culture, you know, see the different aspects of it and not just do the, all the fun stuff. You know, they, they really wanted to get involved in, in the shows and 
Corey took part in Germany's. He got involved, and Kaylee was in Norway that she got involved. So they both got to take part in one of them as well. So that was pretty neat. And what kinds of things happen in these uh, different, you know, country presentations? Um, they, in each one, they they generally have you know the cast member come out and go through the the story of of the the holiday tradition in their you know in that country. Um, the one that the one that stuck out with with me was the Norway one, as I said, um, where they just played this game um, of. It was like this bell ringing game where the the one person froze, and I, to be honest, I don't remember the full details of of the whole story because it's Epcot, and I was enjoying Epcot as an adult would. <laughs> but so Christmas around the world for the kids, drinking around the world for dad. Yeah, it was kind of like a little from column A, a little from column B, uh, <laughs> but it definitely was interesting for the kids to see. You know the different stories from around the world. It, it definitely just gives you all the all the aspects of of how the holiday traditions are celebrated around the world. Sure. Anybody else on the panel have a, a favorite uh, Christmas around the world experience? I thought it was pretty neat because you get to see, like I said, you get to see you know the costumes and kind of like what the Santa Claus might look like from that country as well. So that was pretty cool. And so that's that's kind of the the. Christmas celebration for Epcot, um, the the Christmas around the world, the candlelight processional, and the the illuminations tag. But that's really not all. There's still more at Disney World for Christmas. Um, there's also in uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios the Osborne Family Lights. Well, it's it's interesting because I was just reading up on this, and I, I think Mark maybe has some insight here that he he's itching to share. So, Mark, why don't you take a stab? I I was actually just reading it as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I read it earlier this evening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just open up allears.com and and check it out. <laughs> well, you know, I was I was reading that in preparation for this episode and I think this is the coolest story. I mean, basically you got pretty neat. you you've got the the Osborne family who just because for them this is a big part of what their Christmas was about was this incredible light display that they were really proud of that, that they felt really sort of was their way of celebrating. Um, and the problem was as, as magnificent as this wonderful bright light display is, imagine living across the street. Yeah. Uh, well, Mark, why don't you pick up? Cause you've looked at it more recently. Well, it, um, it started in, uh, 1986. Um, the daughter, her name was breezy. Um, they they asked her, uh, they, she was the youngest daughter, they asked her what she wanted for Christmas or what her Christmas list was. And she simply replied she wanted the whole house covered in lights. So, you know, all hail to the Griswolds. The dad went and covered, you know, the entire house with, I think they said a thousand lights or something like that. And then with each year, year it just blossomed and just grew and grew and grew. Um and they said uh, that they eventually it got so big that they had to buy the property next to them um, so that they could keep expanding it. And then in 95, um, Disney got a hold of them and, they, and it moved to, uh, to Disney where they've been doing it ever since. And they've used actually uh, part of the original display is used mostly in it as well. 
Yeah, I mean, as I understand it, they were under increasing pressure from, you know, the rest of the neighborhood that it was just overwhelming. Um, and what they created was something that was, frankly, you know, more than a residential neighborhood could handle. Um, and uh, from all the, I, I haven't seen it myself, yeah, but all, from, all the, from all the pictures I've seen, uh, you know, it, it certainly appears to be something uh, you know, amusement park worthy or theme park worthy. So how many of you have attended, uh, you know, looked around and seen the, the Osborne Family Lights? I have. Okay. Me too. Yep. Yeah, oh. no, we went down, what was uh, 1998, was our trip down there for the uh, for the holidays, and walking and seeing all the lights, it was really neat to go down the, uh, was it the New York streets there, and see all the different types of lights. It, it was almost like daylight, because there are so many lights. And and what Amazing. really made these lights unique, Matthew? Just the sheer number of them. You know, I mean, you you stand there just in awe, mostly of the effort that goes into putting them up and, and the, the, the tediousness in, in which they're hung. You, know, you think back to, to, to putting them up on my own house and you just have an appreciation for the people that hung them there and then just, the, the colors and the way they're put together, it's just, it's one of those things that you just stop for a moment and have to take it in. And what's, what's the experience like walking through the, the park to, to see the lights? I mean, it's a little different than what you're normally doing when you're walking around in Disney's Hollywood studios. Um, what's describe what's going on when you, when you go through there, Matt. Well, um, like Steve was saying, I mean, you're walking down the, the street, uh, the New York streets there. And when we went, we got there early enough where uh, none of the lights were lit up yet. Uh, they wait until, you know, it's close to dark before they, they turn them on. And still the, the street was just absolutely packed with people. So if you want a really good spot, obviously you need to come very early uh, to get in there. But uh, we waited a little while and uh, they did the illumination. They picked someone from the uh, the crowd there to actually flip the switch to turn on all the lights and uh, to say that it's, it's breathtaking is, is really an understatement uh, all the animation um, the moving lights the, the globe everything that just goes into it is uh, is wonderful and uh, like Mark was saying during the parade they have these uh, these snow of the, the buildings there so when they flip the switch for the lights uh, they actually start up the snow machine, so they're blowing snow out uh, out into the crowd there. And uh, my four-year-old niece, uh, she said it was magic because mm. I mean, she's just wonderful. And uh, of course, Mark, the the most recent update uh, introduced something near and dear to Diz Dads near and far. Yes, they uh, they introduced uh, Phineas and Ferb into the show with Doctor Doofenshmirtz as well, or he's yeah, kind of trying to take away the lights and whatever. And Phineas and Ferb got a foil his evil plan of course so that was pretty cool <laughs> my, like my nemesis foiled mine I was going <laughs> to say that too <laughs> sorry Jason that's okay but the the we saw the lights for the first time this year as well um, well last year and the, the hardest part about it was we got there very late well not very late but late enough that we got funneled down around star tours and had to come all the way back around and you catch little glimpses of them through the alleyways and it's like, man, I'm stuck here in this herd of people and this amazing show was going on 
25 feet from me and I can't see a thing that's going on. So like like uh, Matt said, if you're going to get there, get there early. So the lesson to take, get there, you know, before dusk. Yes. Okay. And now that covers sort of the, the big holiday activities that are happening in the parks themselves. I understand that, uh, you know, Animal Kingdom kind of dresses up their uh, afternoon, uh, the, the, they have a little afternoon parade that they do and, you know, the, they dress themselves uh, in holiday attire. Uh, jam but, and Jingle. Yes, the, the Jam, and, jam ju- and Jingle Parade. Jam and Jingle Parade, as opposed to the Jam and Jungle Parade. That's right. Um, but, you know, it's still pretty much the same parade, just, just with some, some new decorations. That, that really covers the, the holiday activities in the parks. But again, it's Disney World. That's not all, right? Um, there are special decorations and, and activities and things that are going on in, in the resorts as well. Um, so does anybody want to share, uh, an experience or, or something that they've seen in a, uh, uh, Walt Disney World resort for we the did, holidays? Sorry. That's oh, okay. Go ahead, Jason. We did the, we did breakfast at the Grand Floridian. We did the 1900 Park Fair breakfast and the tree in the main lobby there is massive. I don't know that I've ever seen a tree as big as that one in the lobby at the Grand. Uh, and then off to the side, they have the full-scale gingerbread house that they sell replicas of the gingerbread house out of it. <laughs> and the, the detail and the intricacies of that gingerbread house were amazing. A gingerbread house big enough to be a store at which they sell gingerbread houses. Inside re- another building. How recursive of them. And it was, it was just to see the details and the different characters in chocolate in the windows of the gingerbread house and up in the windows and on the door and just everywhere was the details was incredible. That was my wife saw that on TV and that was the reason we went in December. She's like, I want to see it at Christmas. And since her birthday is so close to Christmas, that was where, you know, we were there on her birthday this year. So sure. We had a, we had a great time. Anybody else have a, a resort experience uh, during the, the holidays they'd like to talk about? We went to the um, to the Mickey's Chef Mickey's breakfast at the Contemporary, and they had a, a big display there made out of gingerbread, a huge tree, and that thing it looks so cool, and and a little house next to it, and yeah, you just wanted to just start gnawing on the thing, but you know security would come out of everywhere to get you. <laughs> So they did let you stay for Chef Mickey's? Yeah, they, they let me stay for it. Okay. My family, they kicked them out, but they let me. Okay. I wasn't sure because, you know, I'd heard the rumor that you'd lick the doorknob. and Yeah, they don't like that. <laughs> Only my nemesis would lick the doorknob. <laughs> I was trying to see if my, stung, my tongue would stick to it, but it didn't. Uh, anybody else? Uh, a, a resort experience? We know that, that there are uh, obviously some special decorations at Grand, Grand Floridian at uh, the Contemporary. Anybody else have a, an experience? I don't have any other resorts that I've seen mm-hmm. other than pictures. Like well, the, seeing them on the forum sure. 
they're every, it looks like every resort they do something special um, as far as the tree they, they do the theme and you know typical I hate to say it this way but typical Disney they they go all out when they do it. Well, one thing that I think, you know, I've been hearing about that I think if we were to go during this time period, we'd really enjoy seeing is that one of the things that you can do is go and um, actually walk around at the uh, campgrounds at Fort Wilderness because people who come and camp at the campgrounds, a lot of them decorate their campsites. And from what I've heard, it, it can just be really amazing what people will do you know, to bring that spirit with them and to, to display it in the, in the campgrounds. And, you know, everybody has their own unique kind of vision of how, how they want to uh, display it. And, and it makes for uh, a really wonderful eclectic uh, display. And again, it's, you know, free to walk around and, and experience. Now that you mentioned that, I, it did bring back some other information or other memories. Okay. <laughs> when we stayed at pop, I forgot we decorated our door. Um, and the windows, like the windowsills, we, every, almost every room had either stuffed animals that had Christmas outfits on, some had lights, some had window clings. That was the one thing about Pop 2 that was nice. It just seems, everybody seems to be having so much fun there that they decorate the windows. And I don't know about any of the other resorts, even if there are big windows like that that you can decorate. But I remember seeing three foot tall thin Christmas trees in these windows in the hotel and the doors being decorated. I know we took a big um, big wreath and hung it on the outside of our door and, and left it there and hopefully the next family got to use it but we we weren't bringing it back because <laughs> it, it took up lots of room in the suitcase that we needed to come home. Sure. Okay. Um, does anybody else have any uh, you know, Christmas uh, celebration in Walt Disney World thoughts or memories that they want to share? Hey Aaron, I just I just remember reading um, earlier that with the Osborne lights, they they said four million lights in that show, and also they have a cat that they hide every year within the light show. So there's a hidden cat every year, and four million lights. There you did go. you find the cat? No, we did not. Neither did we. Did so you know to look for it? Myth. Yes. We, we knew to look for it from the Diz boards. Um, we knew to look for it, and we kind of had an idea even where it was from someone else's trip report, and we still couldn't find it. <laughs> and then also, I think probably within the next couple weeks, I think they're going to start putting the lights up again. I think I remember reading so, like around September 1st is when they start yeah, the putting crane, the Osborne lights up. It may be. I mean, I know the crane goes up in... Uh, in the Magic Kingdom to start putting the, the Christmas lights on the castle around the middle of September. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, Osborne lights are, are possibly even more complex than the castle lights to get put up. Uh, so they may have to start sooner. Um, okay, well, we'd like to, to before we close here, uh, we have a, a trip preview from Matthew Wren. So, Matthew, when are you uh, scheduled to head to the, the world? Uh, we are heading down in... 40 days, September 25th. Okay. That's when we're going to head down. And is this a, a particularly special occasion, or this your just kind of your annual trip, or, or? No, actually, it's been a while since we've been to uh, Walt Disney World. That uh, 2003 trip I referenced earlier was actually my first trip. Um, and my son, who's now nine and a half, was 18 months old, and we decided that we were going to wait 
until he was a little bit older and could participate a little bit more and had our daughter. Okay. So then we had to wait even further and <laughs> ended up having another daughter. So now we're at a point where like all these kids are old enough to be able to go. Um, and uh, we're going to head down there again this year. So it's kind of, we're celebrating first trips for all of my kids and it's uh, shortly around my birthday. So uh, at the re- request of uh, Mark, who's helping me put things together, uh, my wife has insisted we celebrate my birthday while we're there. Good. Enjoy your birthday there. And uh, so about how long are you going down for? Uh, we're going for down for five days. We'll Again, we'll head down on September 25th and we uh, flight back on the 30th. Okay. And you hitting all, all four parks? You... We- we are hitting all four parks. Um, we're going to uh, go to Magic Kingdom actually twice during the trip. We're going to go right when we get down there because we do get down there kind of early on the 25th. Good. To get that initial excitement, that initial magic out of the way because we don't, uh, I don't want to say out of the way, but we don't go back until the end of the trip to Magic Kingdom. So we don't want to have to wait for that. Sure. We want to see it right away. Mom and I do. But it's a secret trip. My kids don't know about it. So that's why I'm kind of talking a little down right now. They're all in bed uh, and they're all sleeping, but uh, still want to be careful. Well, I love surprises. Our trip back uh, this past October trip was a surprise trip, and it was a lot of fun. Um, now, uh, the uh, uh, I'm sorry, the trip, five days, starting the Magic Kingdom. What is it that you're most looking forward to about this trip? Um. Wow, that is a great question. Um, my three-year-old daughter is absolutely in love with, with hippopotamuses, yet she's never seen a live one. So uh, we've got a whole day in Animal Kingdom completely wrapped around her um, and getting her as absolutely close to the hippopotamus as we possibly can. So nice. that's probably going to rake up there um, with uh, taking my seven-year-old daughter who thinks she is a princess to Bippity Boppity Boutique so they can make her up like one. <laughs> Excellent. Both good choices. So. Well, and, and of course, you know, it wouldn't be a, a Diz Dad's interview if I didn't ask you about food. So is there a, a particular uh, dining experience you're most looking forward to? Uh, well, we got, we got ADRs set for four of the days that we're down there. Um, we're going to, where are we going to, when we go to Hollywood studio, uh, we're doing the phantasmic dining package, um, over at Hollywood and Vine. Uh, when we go to animal kingdom, uh, we're going to head up, um, chef Mickey's afterwards. We're going to go over there. And I think that's probably the one I look most forward to. Um, I love the character, um, interactions at the dining experiences. We did the Winnie the Pooh one last time we went with my son. And uh, Winnie the Pooh was across the room, just walked in the room. He was screaming at the top of his lungs, Pooh! <laughs> and when, when Winnie the Pooh finally came over to the table, he, my six-month-old son just latched onto his, his arm. And, and, and actually, we had to pry him off so Winnie the Pooh could go see other people. <laughs> um, but we're also going to Coral Reef. And is there anything else that uh, you know, you're, mo- you're excited about? You're, you said you're celebrating your birthday. Anything special you're doing to celebrate your birthday while you're there? Um, you know what? This is actually a new turn of event for me to celebrate the birthday down there. I was actually trying to ignore that fact because I'm not personally one that likes people making a big deal out of me. So uh, those plans are in the works. I'm sure that um, my wife is gonna gonna pull something uh, out of her hat for me to make it special for me. She's just that uh, awesome like type woman. But uh, what I actually I don't know yet. 
Okay, okay. But I did find that the final CTR is, um, excuse me, ADR is CTR Cinderella's Royal Table. Oh, okay. So, and that actually follows right after Bifty Boppy Boutique, so get the whole experience in there. All right. Well, after we're done re recording, you and I should talk because it sounds like our trips are going to overlap. Um, oh, cool. I'm going to be there uh, from the uh, 19th to the 27th. So, this dad's um, meat. Yeah, we might have to, to get a picture so we can prove that it happened and uh, have a little Diz Dad's meat down there. Uh, awesome. I'm, I'm still kind of new to the Diz Dad's, so I'm getting uh, getting myself acclimated here. And I think this is absolutely awesome. It's been a huge help for me. Uh, I keep referencing my last trip in 2003, but my wife and I actually did no planning for that. Uh, Ouch. We literally we grabbed, we grabbed tickets, and um, our in-laws, who had a timeshare at that uh, down there gave it that to us for our anniversary and Christmas gift that year. So we just went down and said, hey, we'll do what we feel when we feel. And I felt that was a bad idea. So this time we're doing a whole <laughs> lot more planning. Good for you going back and doing it right. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's been great talking to you, Matthew. Uh, in addition to talking to Matthew, we'd love to hear from you, our listeners. You can email us at podcast at disdads.com. Visit our website, disdads.com. Tweet us at Disdads Podcast on Twitter. Participate in the discussions on the Disdads subforum of the Disney for Families forum at thedisboards.com. And we'll be back in touch with another podcast in a couple of weeks. Thanks for listening. All right. Hopefully, I didn't put that ending too bad. <laughs>